Hello, everybody. Welcome back for this week. Previously, we did a little bit of legwork, and we got settled into Detroit and had a little bit of heart-to-hearts and worrying about each other, that kind of thing. This week, we go into some heavy planning, and some of us may say a little bit too much out-of-character stuff, but if you guys stick around after the closing theme music, there's going to be a little bit of things that I cut that were like jokes that just kind of like were part of a tangent or something like that, that didn't weren't super relevant, but we're still, you know, kind of funny. Uh, let me know if you guys like that kind of stuff at the end, and I'll try and save them going forward. Or if it's just dumb, and you're like, you know what? Legal direct time. Shut it off. One other small thing. We are coming up on our six months, which is super crazy to me and everybody else. So if there's anything you guys want to send in as far as, like, emails and stuff, I would love to put together a little sit-down with the cast and... Answer some emails, do some other stuff, just some talking about the previous six months and how things have gone and that kind of thing. Uh, it's just without a net pod, all one word, at gmail.com. Link will be in the little description, too. Thanks. Yeah, so you uh, you have a mark on the host. You are allowed to go into the host now, if you wish. I wish to do that. Inside the host, you notice that it looks very much like that old-timey 1920s UK London train station. You know, those big archways, people in fancy suits. Imagine platform nine and three quarters from Harry Potter, but not just that one little platform. Got you. I will change my icon to sort of blend in with that. Sure. So as I'm sort of wandering around the host, Val is going to try to see if she can at least find where she would have to go to find things like train car manifests and stuff like that. She's really just trying to find that part of the host where that information would be housed. So I'm not sure. Once you find the actual information inside, some of the stuff is right there. Like you can see the times and dates and that kind of stuff for different trains coming and going. You can see that really easily publicly accessible stuff. Right. And then you're going to see behind one of these doors is a guy in like a blue uniform, little cap, but faceless because he's a patrol ice that's just kind of going around. Gotcha. What specifically are you trying to do once you have found it? If she can, just really going to want to copy the file for now, specific to their train, and then maybe be able to sit with the others and be like, all right, this is how they're lining up the car, and then go from there since they know how the train's going to be ordered. Okay. She's just trying to get whatever the current configuration for their train is going to be, if it's available yet. I don't know how far in advance they plan these things. I'm going to imagine the basics are there. You'll be able to find, like, a passenger list, a basic idea of the freight that's going to be on there as well. That kind of thing. But obviously some of that stuff is still subject to change as it gets closer, but not, like, the major aspects of things. Because obviously people are going to continue to buy tickets. Because it hasn't left the station yet. So there'll be more people added. Maybe even a few people that have canceled their tickets. And maybe the occasional piece of freight that is added or repositioned. So yeah, she's going to try to copy that file. You're comfortable with four successes on Hacky Hacky? No, but I'm going to roll with it, apparently. Edge has decided you are keeping four successes. So you now have a mark on the file. Val is going to make a copy of that file. Sure. As edit file is not a legal action, and you have not pissed off the host at this moment, I'm happy to just let you have that information. Awesome. 
Val will copy the information. Once Val has the information, she's going to duck out of the host and come back into meat space. Everyone else has kind of gone to sleep at this point, but Buzz is like, at, you know, there's like an adjacent couch and she's like kind of half sprawled on it and she's sort of leaning back and she kind of sees Valerie sort of stirring and uh, she just asks, so how'd it go? I mean, it went really good. It went good. I don't think uh, the bear woke up, so to speak. But yeah, I, I think I got some, some information uh, that we're going to be able to use. Buzz gives Valerie a bit of a smile, and she says, "See, I knew you could do it." It wasn't. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. I think I was just. Oh, I think. I think I'm just. Um, I'm. I'm just tired, and I'm just you know psyching myself out. The mention of being tired, Buzz kind of like lowers her eyebrows a little bit. She kind of gives Valerie a bit of a look, and uh, she says, "Yeah, about that. People are kind of noticing that you're you're looking a little under the weather." Val pushes the AR glasses a little further up her nose, and she's just like, "What? Um, no, I'm. It's it's nothing. It's just I'm having to adjust, and and it's been it's been rough. I mean, you know, it's been rough. Yeah, I do. You've been getting enough to drink, right? I've been. Um, yeah. I mean." I'm trying not to rely on the doctor too much for my, and she'll kind of gesture towards where there is a small cooler in the suite. I'm trying not to use him as a crutch, but so that means I've been rationing, I guess, a little bit and just, you know, eating enough to get me through the day, she says with kind of like a very strained smile. Buzz is kind of leaning back with her hands clasped behind her head, but at that she kind of like leans forward and sort of sits up a little straighter. And she she looks at Val and she says, "And rationing is probably smart because you never know when you're going to have a dry spell. But we we do need you at your best right now. Maybe now's the time to, you know, give yourself a break." Val sinks a little bit lower in her chair and she runs a hand down her face and says, "It's not." It's not just the blood. It's the only thing I can eat. It's the only thing I can stomach, I can tolerate. But it's not the only thing that I need. And I just, I haven't, uh, I've spent so much time reading the articles and reading the information that Dr. Good gave me. And just there's, there is apparently some other component to being a vampire that I just, I, I don't understand what it is, but I have felt it. There's something more that I think I have to consume, but I don't, I don't know how to get it. I think I have to like really hurt someone in order to get it. And I just, I haven't been able to wrap my head around that piece because, I mean, when we had the one meeting with Morgana and she had the, the Candyman there, I mean, I felt it there. And then when I was in the altercation with Daniel, you know, I, I, I felt it again. And I just, I, I just don't know what it is. And there's something missing, boss. And I, I don't know how to get it. 
All right. So I have rolled parazoology before about vampires. Is is it okay if I roll it again to sort of tie two and two together here? Sure. Because Boz is passingly familiar with the whole concept of essence. Like, she is an adept. She's aware that she's an adept. She knows how her essence is a limitation. Let me give that a roll. Two successes. You definitely know that there is some kind of holistic integrity. You know that you are magically active, and I'm sure when you had that explained to you by somebody, probably explained a bit about how it interacts with things like cyberware or that kind of stuff, and warned you about some of the dangers that excessive augmentation can do, and how it could impact your abilities and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It may or may not be something that you put together with that she needs, but you know that it is a thing that people have. <laughs> um, I don't know a good way to explain it because, you know, it's soul glue. Does that make sense? You could probably draw some correlation because there is 20 or 30 different kinds of infected people that consume various bits and pieces of people. And it could very easily be the magic that she is now gifted trying to, to grow stronger or maybe something that the virus itself because it is a, an awakened thing. Is it a common thing for these people to have essence deficiencies, that sort of thing? Like essence commonly associated with the disease in other forms? It is definitely a thing that you can damage through drug addiction and that kind of stuff. So it's possible that addiction is just a different kind of disease. Okay. I'm sorry, getting it, but there's not really enough to go on. I don't think it's fair to like take that and put two and two together. So, uh. I feel like it pushes you in the direction, but may not give you that eureka moment. Because she's talking about how, like, you know, I felt this thing, but at the same time, she's now feeding off your blood. So it's kind of like, well, was it, was it a blood thing? Was it something in that person's blood? It could have been a different, like, species type thing or something. I feel like it's another piece of the puzzle, but not, like, the whole thing. Okay. Boz listens. She's a quiet listener. She doesn't interrupt. When Val finishes, she clearly thinking. It's almost like she's paging through her memory back when she was in university taking parazoology. She almost looks a little frustrated, like she's kind of hoping that she could give some kind of an answer. In the end, she just sort of like shakes her head with a sigh and, and says, Val, I, I really wish I could I could help you out. I mean, I, if you're, is, is, is something your doctor doesn't know about? He's more interested in the in the scientific aspects and the research aspects in it, of it, in the I was paralyzed and now I can walk again. Restorative aspects of it. I'm just a science project to him, you know? Well, then maybe what we need to do is talk to someone who can address the other side of things. I had a person for that. Then he left. Michael? Yeah. Well, he's not here now. But that doesn't mean that we can't find something out. And it sounds like it might be kind of urgent. I have a feeling that you're right, There's there's got to be more to it than just the blood. I mean, you said you feel some kind of an attraction towards something. And I don't know what that is. Maybe it's like a particular kind of person or someone who's different in some kind of way. I don't know. I wish Michael were here. I think he'd have answers for you. I'm sorry that I don't. It's It's fine, boss. It's just, I just, it's... It's something I need to figure out, and it's something I know I need to figure out sooner rather than later. Just remember, this isn't something you got to do by yourself. 
if you feel like this is a time sensitive thing and that things are going to get worse if, if you don't solve this, you don't got to withdraw. We're here for you. I appreciate that, boss. Val looks over to the others and she kind of shakes her head before she stands up. When she stands up, it's not that like Val sways like she's going to fall over or something, but she seems in a way smaller. She's more hunched over than she normally is. She's got bags under her eyes and she just looks absolutely exhausted. And she kind of walk past Boz and she'll pat Boz on the shoulder and she'll say, I'm just going to go to bed. We'll talk about what I found in the morning, okay? Yeah, it sounds good to me. Tired myself. I think Boz just sort of stretches out on the couch. Doesn't even get a blanket. Just sort of closes her eyes and stops moving. So the next morning, not a great continental breakfast. Not gonna lie. Plan of action for today. I believe we have to get in touch with Lady. And we're waiting for a van to show up. And I have stuffs and things. And Mary Sue has to get in touch with her gang contact. Don't say it with such derision. It wasn't derision. It was a an air quote that you couldn't see. See? Oh, I see it now. Thank you. Yeah, so what's first then? Val. So once everybody's sort of up and moving, Val's going to try to grab everyone's attention and be like, I found some things on the train station post. What kind of things? That could be useful. She'll pull up on her cyberdeck and she'll spin it so the others can see it. And she'll say, I have the current layout for the train and there's some passenger information and a few other things. But this is all of the information about the train because we're so far out, it's probably going to keep changing and updating. So I'm not sure when they would go in to actually link the train up and hook it up together. But I theoretically should be able to impact it. This is so great. See, I knew you could do it. I knew you could do it, Val. You said you couldn't do it, but you did it. I knew it. See, this is going to work. I don't know why you doubt. I don't know why we listened to Val. Val, I don't know why you doubt yourself. This is amazing. This is great. This is going to work, boss. Boss, this is going to work. I hate morning people. Boss is still kind of like slouched on the couch. She hasn't really stirred much. I don't think she slept very well last night. Nice to see, you know, Mary Sue flitting around. It's a general good sign, but maybe maybe go from like eight to a six. Until maybe the time is oh. double digits. Mary Sue is just hopping up and down, clapping. She kind of keeps going towards Val like she wants to hug her, but she she realizes that would be bad. So she stops herself, but is just so excited. Like, she's just beaming with a huge smile. This is the best news ever. Yeah, this is real good, Val. This is going to make things a lot easier for us, I think. So, I mean, we don't have to ask Lady to get me access. I can do it on my own. and I. Don't need anybody else's help to do it. So, yeah. And Val will actually kind of have a half-crooked smile as she's talking. It's definitely doable, guys. But the big thing is going to be just finding that window of when to go in and make the changes. Because if I do it too early, somebody will notice and change it back. If I do it too late, you know, it it's too late. Oh, Val, you leave that part to me. 
we just go down there and I just find an employee and I just ask him. People love to talk about their jobs and tell you how things work. And especially, you know, if it makes them feel like they're imparting knowledge to someone who doesn't know. Wait, what? Can't we just go by the train schedule? We know when the train's going to be leaving. We know, we when, know the- when the train's going to be leaving, but Val needs to know when are they going to literally, when's the final lineup of the cars. Right, Val? Val? Val looks over at Boz. She's right. I need to know when I have to go in and change the file because I imagine it can't be an easy thing linking up a train. I mean... It's got to take time, and how pissed would you be if there was a last-minute change? If I can get the change in right before they start doing it, they'll never know any different. Bus looks at Mary Sue, and she says, like, how are you going to ask about this? What are you going to ask them? I don't know. It just comes natural. Just like a conversation with the person, boss. You just ask them, how's it work? And they just start telling you. Buzz looks a little mystified. But it doesn't ask. This is something that Mary Sue has clearly done before and, and gotten away with. It's not how she would do it, but she's also really bad at it. So Mary Sue has had conversations before and has gotten away with it. Um, <laughs> Bus just sort of like gives kind of a chuckle and shrugs and says, well, I guess getting this stuff set up isn't my job, so I will leave you to it. Okay. So again, great job, Val. This is wonderful. And so now we don't have to tell Lady about this part, which I'm really super excited about. So we need Van to show up. But we do have to go talk to Lady about some stuff, right? I mean, yeah, because we have our in onto the train, but I don't know, Drek, about how trains are hooked up or how any of that works. How to unattach a train car? I mean... I bet in this day and age, you can probably just send a a command to one of the devices, right? Tell it to disconnect. Probably not doing it manually anymore, right? I have absolutely no clue. I mean, Val kind of looks towards RC and shrugs in his direction. Would I know how train connections work? Yeah. (laughs) I'd probably explain that through the voice of the narrator. You want to roll me some dice? All right, so with four successes, well, you see, when one train car really loves another (laughs) train car. Oh, God. Four hits on, like, a direct adjacent skill. We're not going to get super specific, but, like, on a high-concept thing, they balance out the loads, like the freight, the whatever they use for fuel in six years. I don't even know what they use for fuel now. With the fear of technomancers and the ease of how, well, look how easy just a Matrix Level 2 person was to hack into things. There is going to be a manual failsafe on the train to prevent horrendous catastrophes from happening. Okay, how does that work? Because I'm thinking it may only work if the train is moving. And if the train has stopped and we disconnect the train car, maybe it's off? Because otherwise, um, the manual override would be, like, kicking in whenever they were trying to attach detach cars. Think of it less as, like, a, a manual override, more of, like, this is the last safety measure. When the train is in final configuration, all of those manual locks are engaged, and then double and triple checked before the train leaves the station. And then they are left that way until they arrive at their destination. 
Whereas when they are on staging or whatever before that phase, they're all just working off of the electronic lock so that the people who are arranging train cars and stuff can just, through the matrix, lock, unlock things. So how does that switch turn on and off? You put your physical hands on it and you do something that probably is simple and not requiring of a role. So they have to do it for each individual car or is it something that the engineer does from the front? I feel like it would be on the individual car. Okay. Essentially, someone is going to have to be there to physically. You've seen those cowboy movies, right? Where they pull that last little pipe thing up out of the thing and goes and releases. Yeah, that works. I think the the big thing is that like we need to prevent the driver of the train from realizing that the car is disconnected. I don't think disconnecting it's going to be the hard part. Can we just manually disconnect the car if we're there? Like, my assumption is that even if that were true, the driver probably has software that's telling him, "Oh, the integrity of the train load has changed." Val may have to interfere there to prevent him from noticing. Is a thought. There are 110% sensors and such of various kinds to monitor the train as it's in motion to, hey, something got unhooked, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I guess that's going to be Val's job when we're out there. What we need is some way to get the stuff off the train. That's what I'm struggling with. What do we need? Like a crane truck? No, no. These are just relatively small boxes from what I understand, right? I thought there was a big crate. A container full of weapons. If you can get into the container, the individual boxes inside it are significantly smaller. Well, they're, they're going to have us over a barrel. I hope everyone... No, they're not! Uh, no, they will. They're going to say, so you have these do things... Do not take boss to meet, is what I'm hearing. Do not... Oh, what? No. Whenever I think about criminals and negotiations, I always think, they're going to try to find some way to screw you. It may be a really bad screwing, or it may be kind of a gentle screwing, but they're probably going to try to screw you, and you should try to like plan ahead for that. Here's what I would do. If I was a criminal, I would say, hmm, okay, we're here, and you want us to buy these weapons, and we had a price, but you know, if we were to walk out of this deal, you'd be kind of screwed, wouldn't you? Uh, maybe we should negotiate the price down a little bit. You know what I mean? That's what I would do. And I have intimidation. You are weirdly scary. <laughs> I'm never going to get over that. In the meantime, it's nice to know that we don't have to actually unload the car. As long as... I'm a fan of not personally unloading anything. Does it go well for me? <laughs> you haven't had great, a whole lot of luck with that. The plan, then, is basically to put some number of us on the train somehow. Get to the back yeah. of the train. Presuming that we can get the car to the back. physically detach the train car once it's stopped, let the train go ahead, and meanwhile, Valerie will somehow be inside the host of the train itself and, like, prevent the operator of the train from recognizing what's happened, and then we'll be done. I mean, that sounds really straightforward, I think. Am I missing anything? Once we unhook it, they'll continue to move, right? Or they'll switch no, the no. station or something? We had planned out the track, kind of know the schedule, and we know that they're going to be stopping at a switching station so it's basically a parallel line of tracks that they pull off to and stop so that another train can pass them. We were able to figure out because of schedules. We won't have brakes. What? If you unhook the cars and they're continuously traveling and we switch to the side track, the cars will keep going off of the track and you know they're not going to stop for like 30 miles probably or something. No, no. The, the whole train comes to a halt at a switching station because it has to wait for the next the other train in front of it to 
pull oh, off. Oh, so we're going to wait for them to pull off, and then we're going to just do all this while it's sitting still? That's the idea. Is that sort of what we figured out was going to happen? The train's uh, definitely going to stop, and we'll definitely... I believe that's what we discussed. But I know you guys <laughs> were looking for a switching station that you could use to do things. I mean, that is the idea. Yeah, because if the train doesn't stop, it's, it's going to be tricky. Well, we're going to have to, like... If the train doesn't stop, and you guys still unhook it, that car will just slowly lose momentum and come to a stop. It'll just not be in the spot that you guys wanted. Yeah. Unfortunately, it would probably roll for quite a ways unless it was uphill or something. Yeah, that's a, that's a nothing can stop a train. All that weight. There's a lot of momentum, yeah. Maybe there's, like, manual brakes on the train cars themselves. They must be able to, like, prevent them from moving a, so uh, they can store them. A quick Googling shows that you're allowed to have a load as long as the gross weight of container plus cargo does not exceed 24 tons. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is a hopper full of stone or anything. This is just a boxcar mostly made up of air with some guns in it. I don't know necessarily if I would say that it is mostly... Is it stacked floor to ceiling with guns? It won't be like 20 tons of guns, but it's definitely like guns and then some kind of cover material to make. It's like, oh, look, they're shipping exquisitely made blankets Mm -hmm. or something so that when they dramatically reveal the lift, the top part of the container, it's like, ah, see, there's no guns here. I'm not a physicist or anything like that. Same. So I don't know how to do the math of... I would rather come up with just a simple, very plausible plan that doesn't require doing math. (laughs) um, As as we have done some quiet Googling, it appears that trains have air brakes. So once that line is severed, they're going to go full brake. Oh, really? Is that just an automatic thing that just if they're no longer connected, then they go air brakes? That's what trucks do, which I should know that because I work in trucking. Sorry, out out of character. The brakes are constantly on, and air pressure pulls them up. So when it fails, they go on. Oh, okay. It's the That's opposite of a car. That might be true. I mean, obviously, they'd be real worried about, like, if for some reason a train car disconnected, they don't want it just going free, right? Because it could cause a huge, massive accident. Almost yeah. as if when it fails, they want it to be safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A fail-safe. <gasps> <laughs> That's going to be... If we disconnect the brakes of the train when it separates, and it's, if it's moving, if Plan A doesn't work out, then that thing's going to come to you know a stop as fast as the train can. It's going to be jarring. It's going to be loud. They're probably going to catch fire, or be extremely hot. Be a lot of friction here, depending on how fast it's going. They probably slow down quite a bit if they're going to through a switch, and they don't have to stop. They're probably slowing down quite a bit anyway. I think that's reasonable. Can we just sort of like settle on like, okay, either the train stops and we detach it and then it's not an issue. Or if we have to detach it while it's moving, there will be like an automatic brake fail safe that will stop it. There will definitely be a automatic fail safe like with the air brakes we just talked about. Okay. As long as we have established that as part of the cannon. It will probably, since there was mention of it catching on fire, it will not be a pleasant stop for that car. Bursting into flames, probably not, because I don't imagine there's a lot of actual, like, flammable material on it. But, like, if somebody were riding on top of it, they probably aren't going to be riding on top of it by the time it comes to the complete stop. It'd be throwing up a lot of sparks and stuff, I think. It would be quite a thing. Okay, so I guess the other thing is, who's going on the train? I think Boss definitely has to go on, because she's our lady of action. I think we should take Mary Sue so that in case... 
we need to like deal with some personnel on the train in order to move around and get back to the car. I think we should have Mary Sue around to manage that side of things. Does that make sense, Mary Sue? Does. We're going to be on the cars that are going to be stopping. Well, I'm thinking like Boz will have to get back to the train car to detach it. It's sort of up to Mary Sue whether she wants to like stay on the passenger train and continue on to basically Seattle. But I imagine you don't want to do that because you have to talk to the gang people at your meeting. So you're going to have to get you off the train with Boz. So that'll have to be accounted for. Now, what about RC? Well, I should probably be the van or something to load some stuff up with or, well, not load some, well, to be, to be there to maybe get, you know, bring stuff in or out. Yeah. And you can also sort of like keep surveillance, but I, I'd like to find some more stuff for you to do than just that, right? Oh, thanks. Kevin, do, do you have any ideas? Well, I mean, I can tell you the cavalry. If it works out where they park on the side of a switch and we're going to ambush the train, I mean, if we have a plan that works all out and everything is kind of, you know, stealthy, stealthy, sneaky, sneaky, I could just be in the background and be the cavalry. Or if you want me there, I mean, if it goes all to hell, I can send in, you know, Ricky and Bobby. I mean, I could take out the brake system, you know, shoot at it. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole train come to a stop, and we can just go full on, you know, <laughs> we're your friendly neighborhood train robbers. Everybody, you know, hands to the sky. If things get really spicy, it's a, still a passenger train. I don't want to light up passenger cars with AK fire if we can help it. I'm actually kind of thinking we might be able to, like, get the last couple of cars to evacuate. Someone who's watched Firefly recently, did they do that? Did they, like force the last the passenger car to evacuate because i'm remembering like a smoke bomb or something i don't want to completely do firefly i don't remember because that was what i was thinking was we could fabricate some kind of a problem where they have to evacuate cars at the back from where we're going to be detaching the train from so that we don't have to deal with a bunch of like civilians and we can work without pressure and i mean boss has like tear gas and stuff that she could use and we could just get some gas masks so that we don't have to like deal with it we obviously need RC for the man and being able to get around and stuff, but he's, I guess he'll sort of be backup plan for when things inevitably go horribly wrong. Which hopefully won't. I have you guess. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie, is it going to be easier for Valerie to be on the train in order to like manage the security aspect? Would it be something you could do from the van? It would probably be easier from inside the train. However, comma, it would also be easier for them to find me on the train. So I don't know if it's one of those things, have RC drive the car and I hack it from outside the train. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Is there something that like Boz could do, like slap some electronic device onto a part of the train, which would essentially give you access to the device directly through it? Would that be a data tap? Sounded like it. Yes, there is something I can give you. It's like best of all worlds, right? Yeah. You'll be safely an RC's fan, which has machine guns from what I understand. Uh, There's been rumors of machine guns. (laughs) Are these rumors greatly exaggerated? No, it's gigantic and awesome as hell. I'll put it in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, it sounds like a plan. Assuming that we can, in fact, get the car moved to the back and nothing goes horribly wrong when Val tries to actually make the change. So, 
Yeah, I think at this point we just need to know when that final layout's going to be done. So that way I can do the changes. And then if I can, fantastic. If I can't, we move on to plan B. Plan B. Uh... Let's not even start talking about plan B yet. Let's operate under the assumption plan A is going to go off without a hitch. I think <laughs> that defeats the purpose of plan Hopefully B. it goes off with a hitch. Giggity. And unhitch. Of just, for the, just for the sake of feeling comfortable about it, let's say that we can't detach the car. How do we want to do this? Carry a mini welder with you. To do what? To, to weld through the connection. Yeah, but then we're going to have half the passenger train or whatever. Or maybe the entire passenger train minus the engine. You know what I mean? We would like, just need to cut through the coupling of the car we're trying to detach. That's all. Well, no, because if it's not at the back of the train, because we've messed that part up. It'll so be at the back while, of the train one way or the other. You think? Yes. Uh, then why are, we doing, why are we doing the manifesting? <laughs> I'm confused. Are you just, well, this is your faith in, in Val coming out? Is that what that's I, it is my faith in Val. Okay, all right. It's unexpected. While this conversation and talk of Plan B is going on, all of a sudden Val starts, like, waving her hands and, like, looking like she wants to talk, but, like, the words aren't coming out of her mouth. That's, like, excited, like, oh, oh, I have an idea, I have an idea, I have an idea, I have an idea. What if? This is big what if. So, the job... It's just this crate can't make it to Seattle, right? Yeah. What if, what if this crate gets lost in the train yard and never gets attached to the train in the first place? Well, that's all well and good, but we're not going to make any extra money off of that. Also, how are we going to make a train cart disappear in like a train yard? Bury it in the back of the train yard and lose all documentation for it. It never gets pulled to get to attached to a train and it just sits there. I mean, it's not exactly a permanent solution. I mean, I was all excited about robbing a train, but you know. I okay, never mind. I'm gonna shut up. No, we can call that Plan C. If Plan A doesn't work, we can't do Plan C because it's basically the same plan just with a different outcome. There's only a huge number of places where it can go horribly wrong, with like in the sense that people are going to get hurt. Do you have, like, a knowledge that would apply? He has engineering, which could work. It's probably also, co- like, relatively common knowledge. Like, If it is so common, why don't you know about it? Exactly. Well, I that, saying, well, I uh, that's... next to the train tracks, and I don't know nothing about it. RC, <laughs> having moved up in the world, no longer has common knowledge. Okay, that was pretty bad. How does it feel now that, like, you know that 
bad jokes getting deleted and it's just always like an axe. I feel free. I feel so free. (laughs) Whatever comes to my mind. Damn it. I have a filter when BAMPS is here. There's no need. (laughs) Damn it. What are you nuts? That's great. Oh, the name of this mission should be job training. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That just hit me. What? The the name of this mission should be job training. Oh. I should have never told him. On the job training. I get it now. Training. Should have so never told good. him. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.